This is Living Stories, featuring voices from the collections of the Baylor University Institute for Oral History. I'm Kim Patterson. Pirate radio stations in the U.S. were born when President Taft initiated federal regulation of the airwaves in 1912. Navy ships had been complaining that unlicensed broadcasters were interfering with their transmissions. Even with the new laws in place, pirate stations continued to pop up all over the country, for radio was still relatively new and full of magic and possibilities, and equipment was easy to build. Charles Armstrong recalls the influence of his after-school stops by a local radio store in Waco in the 30s. There's a little shop down on the corner of 13th and Clay. I'd go by there on the way home from school mm-hmm. and uh, go and talk to him. I was really interested in it. And when they'd had the uh, boxing matches, they'd, you know, way back mm-hmm. here, so they, a lot of people were interested in them, and, and I despised them. And so I made a little device I could knock them off. The, the local people right in here close within a block to me, I could put them off the air, it's kind of like, <laughs> kind of like scrambling it. And it worked, and uh, I'd get a kick out of it. They'd all be sitting around and getting ready for it. To come on, I'd turn my machine on, and it'd sound like a static, mm-hmm. like an electrical storm. So that went on several years, but I finally built a station, and the kids come up and talk back home, talk to the mom on my radio, mm-hmm. and we'd sing songs, stuff like that, mm-hmm. out of my garage. He had to sign off when his life of crime caught up with him. And it took them about, oh, I guess a year before they caught me. And mm-hmm. they'd come out, the FCC come out, and uh, Bob Vanway, he's the captain mm-hmm. of police. And he came out and they loaded my stuff up in the back of the new touring car, about mm-hmm. 1929, 1930 models, A models, and loaded my stuff up and carried off. Mom said, what are they, what, what they going to do to you? And I said, I don't know. And she said, they're going to send you to penitentiary. <laughs> Goodson McKee, longtime announcer on WACO, explains his involvement in pirate radio while at Waco High in the 1940s. I was a member of the radio club, and a good friend of mine, Mr. Franks, he and I were in the radio club together, and he was an electronic whiz, and we uh, put together, I had a record player, played records in the mornings before school, and he uh, was smart enough to put together a, an electronic transmitter, and we went on the air. It was the first pirate radio station in this area. But anyway, we had the radio station on the air for a while, and he could hear it clear across the river. We decided we better not get in trouble, so we shut it down. Pirate radio stations continue to broadcast, with many streaming over the Internet. For some owners, these stations are a way to rebel against the high costs of proper licenses and to denounce authority. Pirate stations are able to hide from the law because equipment is easy to come by and the space required to transmit minimal. Living Stories is heard every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday on 103.3 FM, Waco's NPR. For more information about this program or the Institute for Oral History, visit us at baylor.edu slash livingstories.